0: Come, Lord Jesus, come. brother makes his way. So...
1: of so Christ tonight O oh Father that even so Lord that you will come this evening Lord. Father indeed we're looking forward to the day that you will come O oh Lord and take us away Father but yet O oh Father tonight we've gathered O oh Lord to wait for you to come in the way of your word O oh Lord. the oh Father you will come O oh Lord and bring a transformation in our hearts O oh Lord. the oh Father you will come O oh Lord and lift us up this evening Lord. That you will come, O oh Lord, and answer the questions, the oh Lord, and bring the so Father, Lord, Oh Lord, the needs of your people this evening, O oh God. Amen. Father, and we just want to surrender ourselves to you this evening, The Lord, you will have your way, O oh God. Father, I just want to yield myself into your hands, O oh Lord, to be just a vessel, Lord. Father, and through the day, O oh Lord, it's just been a battle, but Lord, O oh God, we know that the enemy always try to fight your children, Lord. But Father, we know that at the end of it all, the victory is all yours, so oh God. And Father, we pray that tonight you will take the victory, oh Lord. The Father, you will take the victory in the people that is called your bride oh Lord. And Father, tonight the enemy will be overcome, oh Lord, in any way, so Father. Lord, we just want to come at every need that is in the house into your hands, oh Lord. The Father, you will take it and you will grant it and, and, and see it in a great way, O Lord. Father, we pray, the Lord, your anointing, the hearers even to anoint, to God. The Father, they may receive your word, O Lord. The Father, your word may become a reality in our souls, O Lord. The Father, today, Lord, we may see your word and its power and demonstration, O God. Because you are the same God and if not changed, O Lord. And, Father, we desire not to limit you to anoint, to God. But, Father, we desire that you will have your way, O Lord. You have the privilege eminence, that you, Lord, will be God among us, the Father, this evening. Lord, we surrender all to you, Lord, asking you, Lord, that you will have your way this evening. We bless your name of God, we give you the honor, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, we greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to see you all, and i sure happy to be in the house of the Lord this evening, thanks to the musicians. God bless you, brother Dan, thanks Thanks for the song service. Amen. It's sure been a tough day today, but uh, we we know that the Lord is in control, amen. Amen. I know I'm not the only one who must have had a tough day, because I know the enemy is against the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. But we have a God who is all-powerful, amen. We have a God who is more than able and we believe that tonight again, he will move among his people, amen. Let's, let's take our Bibles as we turn to the book of Samuel, to second Samuel chapter six, we read from 18 to 16. I'm sure that enjoy the special meetings and, and the services on Wednesday. I really appreciated that, Brother Moses, and really thank the Lord for the service on Sunday as well. And we thank the Lord that he's still moving, amen. And we know that he'll keep moving until we'll move out of this place. Amen. Let's read from Second Samuel chapter six, from verse 12 to 18. And it was told, can David say, and the, the Lord had blessed the house of obed Adom, and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of obed Adam into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when they that bore the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlands. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a line and effort. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of, offer, of, of, of offering, burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Amen. May the Lord add his blessings to the region of the world. You might have your seat. Amen. Amen. It's anointing to be, you know, it's a Wednesday night, but we know God is still God. Amen. Amen. He doesn't know this. He only knows his word. Amen. And tonight we want to speak on the victor's march. Amen. The victor's march. Amen. And all since the world has begun and, you know, through the years and there's been many marches that has been in the world and people have marched for different things that they've desired. We know the march the march over of of, of Washington, I, I think, was called, you know, of Martin Luther. And there have been many marches in the world. Some of the people have marched for the victory that they had in the war. Some people have marched, you know, for, for what they so call, you know, freedom. Amen. And some people have marched for what they call what is the human rights. And there have been many marches that has been in the world. Amen. But you know, we're living in a time that there is another march that is going on. Amen. There is another march that is going on but another group of people. Amen. And this march that they are taking is the victor's march. Amen. And this group of people that are taking this march and no other people but the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. They are taking this march. Why? Because the captain has gone forth and he has gotten the victory for them. Amen. And they are taking all the march in fear or they're taking all the march in doubt but they're taking the march in victory. Victory knowing that God has finished the work, amen. You are taking the march for a victory that they know that they, it has been taken over sickness, amen. They are taking the march of a victory that they know that has been taken over sin, amen. They are taking the march over a victory that they know that has been taken about it over any temptation, over any doubt, or over any kind of fear, amen. And we know as they are on this march and as they march, and we know that one of these days the march is gonna switch dimensions, amen. The march is going to go from this earthly dimension to another dimension, amen, that is above this dimension. The march is going to, one of these days, is going gonna, is gonna to take a step, amen, into another body, amen, that is not this body of flesh, but it is a body that the Lord had created from the foundation of the world for His children, and one of these days, this bride is going to take one last step out of this place, amen. And so we know that this bride is nowhere, but is on a march, amen. But as we read in the scriptures, and backing up a little bit, you know, the children of Israel again had disobeyed the Lord, and had gone into battle against the Philistines. And as they went into the battle against the Philistines, here came the Philistines and, and defeated the children of Israel, and the ark of God was taken away. And as the ark of God was taken away, the Philistine took the ark and, and they brought it to the city of Ashdod. And in the city of Ashdod, the people of Ashdod took the took the ark and, and wanting to boast of their own gods and wanting to boast of the power, thinking that their God has given them the victory, they took the ark and they put it before their God, which was called Dagon. And as they set the ark before their God Dagon the next morning, they rose up. And as they came, they saw that the God, their God Dagon, was lying flat on his face right before the ark. Amen. He was lying right before his face. And so they raised (laughs) up Dagon again. And the next morning they came, and as they came again, Dagon had fallen flat on the face, and this time Dagon's neck was broken, and Dagon's 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 hands were broken. And there was a power there. There was God proven that you cannot just stand before the word of God in any ways. See, these people were nothing but unbelievers. And we had a last Wednesday of these three group of people. See, these unbelievers took the word and they had no reverence for the word. But you see, God, regardless of it all, was still showing his power that there was nothing else that could stand before Him. It was showing his power that every knee will bow before Him, that every tongue will confess that He is God and not even the God of Dagon can stand before him and I tell you tonight not even the God of sickness can stand before him not even the God of doubt can stand before him not even the God of fear can stand before him there is no God in this world that can stand before him amen and so the Philistines were cursed and you know they, they, they saw that things were not going way they thought well and so they decided to take the ark away and so they called the people that were in Beth Shemesh and they said, Are you bringing the ark there? So the people of Beth Shemesh, they became happy and they rejoiced as they seen the ark coming. And as they brought the ark, they brought the ark with gifts and different things. And as the ark came to Beth you know the people there as well took the ark and indeed rejoiced, but also these people, you see, they were kind of a make-believing people. See, they believed and they rejoiced for the ark, but when they took the ark, they weren't obedient to what they were supposed to do with the ark. And they went ahead and they went to open on the ark and went to do and things they were not supposed to do with the ark. And as they done that, they were cursed and the loss made about fifty thousand people. And the people of Bethlehem as well realized that they had disobeyed, so they didn't want to hold the ark anymore. They didn't want to keep the ark anymore. See, the world doesn't want the word anymore. You see, the make-believer doesn't want the word anymore. But well, you see, the ark was taken away, and now they, they, they called the people of Kirjah Jireim. And they said, well, you come over and take away the ark, because we don't want the ark anymore. And so the people came, and they also took the ark. But now the ark comes to a house of a man who believes the word of God. It comes to the house of a man who's got a fear of God in him. It comes to a house of a man that who, who's trusting in the Lord, amen. A man who reverences the word of God. And as the ark came to the house, the house of Abinadab, if I'm not mistaken, yes, Abinadab, the ark came in there, and Abinadab sanctified the son, Eliezer, and I said to him, you take care of the ark. Yes, See, he okay. took the right approach with the ark, and as a matter of fact, Abinadab's house started to prosper. His house was blessed, amen. And so David decided that he will go and he's going to bring the ark back home. But you see, there is an ordained way to bring the word of God home. See, God has a way to bring his word home. See, when David was going, David did not consult the prophet of that age. But David went and he just went his own way to take in the ark. But God had an ordained way to bring the ark back home. God had an ordained people to bring the ark back home. Amen. And trying to do God a service without a pain as well. Jeffersonville, 1965. Brother Branham said, notice they consulted all of the priests of that day, the theologians of that day, the denominations. And notice, boy, doing that, consulting the priests and consulting the congregation, consulting the people, they did it wrong. Notice the ark, the ark was the word. We know that's right because the ark is Christ and Christ is the word. See, the ark or the word was not not put in in its first ordained original position. Oh, don't you fail to get this church? Everything was perfect and everything looked good. Like a great revival was coming. But because they failed to consult the right person about it, they consulted the priest, consulted the dignitaries, consulted the theologians. Consulted the singers and got everything together with one accord and great organization of military, and and so the the, the forces of the nation. Everything was in harmony for a great meeting, but they failed to consult God. And it says, So hard, Ahab. So hard, others. What a moment, amen. And that kind of remembrance of a time all the way back in the Garden of Eden. See, God has given to Adam and Eve the word that they were supposed to avoid, boy. But you see, when the enemy came and started to speak to Eve, Eve failed to consult the word of God again. But Eve started to consult her reasoning. She started to consult what will be if I take of this fruit. And as she consult, a See, it brought a fall. It brought a sin and it brought death to the entire human race. Right. And it brought Adam to a place that he forfeited His God-given right, he forfeited the title deed that was given to him. See, he was the perfect example of what God actually wanted. But because sin had come in. Why? Because one person failed to consult and stay with the word. And sin had come in. The title, deal, the title deed had been forfeited and the title deed has now gone back to the original owner. Amen. Brother Branham continues to say, he said, you've got to go back the way God said do it. He said... They put it upon the shoulders of the levites, and that was over the heart. Now he's talking about the ark, the right way of bringing the ark. And he says, they put it upon the shoulders of the levites, and that was over the heart. Amen. So he's typing the shoulders of the Levites to the heart of man. Amen. And it says the ark, the word, is not to be packed upon a new denomination, upon the theories of some man, but but in the heart. The word of God is not to be handled by denominations. It's to be handled by the hearts of a man. Where God can come in there and reveal himself. And if he reveals it according to the word, it is God. If it isn't, it is not. Amen. Amen. So the right way to bring the ark was upon the shoulders of the Levite. In other words, the word was supposed to be in the heart of the people. And right from the beginning, the law started by putting the word in the heart of Adam. He created a man who was the word man. Amen. It was a man who was God on earth. But you see, sinners separated the whole ton. And so, David, on his way to bring him back to and he put it on a cart. He looked at the way the unbelievers were doing. It. Because see, the Philistines were the ones who put it upon the ark. So now as David is coming, he's looking at the, word of, of the world of how they're doing. It. And sometimes the believer is looking out of the way they do it and try to do it in the house of God. But that won't work. If God has a burdened way, that is the way that it ought to be done. You see, when David started looking away to the Philistines and the way they done it, here comes a man as the, the, car, as the ark is moving on the car and it starts to shake and it's about to fall. And you see, user had all the good intentions. See, he thought, you know, I'm going to save the ark. And you know, you may think in the, in, a man or in the eyes of a man that he was supposed to be blessed because he was trying to save the ark. But you see, because everything was done in the wrong way, the lost his life. Amen, See we cannot pardon ourselves to the people of the world. We cannot look at the world and bring the tents of the world in. because that is only going to produce that. Amen. So David said, as he was afraid of the Lord, he decided to pack the ark and to carry the ark into the house of one call or better dome. And as the, the ark dwelled in the house of Obed Tom. see, Obed took the ark and you know, the, the lost started to bless his home, amen, because Obed knew what the ark meant, amen. And the lost started to bless the house of Obed amen. And as he started to bless the house of Obed Amen. I think I must have confused something here with Abinadab and Albert Adam. Amen. Yeah, it was Albert Adam's house that was brother busy Biz- I-, I believe Abinadab, but but someone correct me after the service. Amen. I see Brother Andrews there, Brother Moses there, and there are many that knows the word. I must have confused Abinadab with Albert but you forgive me for that. Amen. 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 And so uh, Dom's homes was blessed. Amen. Because he had a ark in there. Of, amen. So in First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 1 and 2, the same David again, and David made him him houses in the city of David and prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched for it a tent. And, then, and David said, No Ought to carry the ark of God, but the Levite, for them had the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. Amen. So now David started to take the right approach of bringing the ark home. Amen. David started to prepare a place for the ark to come in. Because you see, the ark had an original place that was supposed to be, and that was to be in a tent. Amen. God had an ordained place for the ark to be, and God had an ordained people to carry that ark to that very place. Amen. Amen. And that place that he obtained, as we said, was the shoulders of the liver. As we know that the shoulders of the levois is a type of the heart of a man. And as we know, as we seen it, right from the beginning, that was the very place that he put the he put the word of God and that was in the heart of a man. And we know Adam was the perfect example of that person. But as we said, sin came in. And as sin came in, there was a great chasm that was created. See, God and man has been separated. They unite him was no more as the way it was, but you see, God was not gonna leave it that way. See, God had a redemption plan, and His plan was to bring the word back to its original place. Amen. Amen. And as he started his plan on bringing the word back to its original place, he started to put the word upon the tablets of stones. And as the word was on the temple upon the tablets of stone, that still wasn't enough for the people. Amen. See the tablets. The tablets was good enough to follow the law, but you see, the law was not going to bring them all the way. And you see, we can have the Word on the pages, we can have the Word on the books, we can have the Word on the electronic devices, but that is still not enough. There is only one place that the Word is supposed to dwell, and that is in the heart of a man. See, God had a threefold purposes. In Christ, the mystery of God revealed, Jeffersonville, 1963. He said, first, to express himself completely God in Christ. And it says, second, to have the preeminence by this in his church, which is his body deployed, till he could have the preeminence to express himself through them. Amen. And it says, thirdly, to restore the kingdom to its rightly position that fell by sin by the first Adam. Back to where He walked in the cool of the evening with his people, talk with them, fellowship with them. Amen. See so God's purpose was to bring the word all the way back to how it was at the beginning. Amen, Amen. to bring it back to its original place. And so they went on the way with the right approach to bring the word back. And again, if we go to Second Samuel, reading 13 and 14, and it was so that when they burnt the ark of the Lord, as the when the day that buried the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he, sang, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a lining of effort. Amen. Now, why is David dancing before the hand before the Lord Jesus Christ? Now, notice they have gone what six paces? That means that you're going to be taking another pace. And this next pace that you're going to be taking is going to be bringing the word to its rightful place. And friends, we had gone six church ages, but there was coming a church age. There was coming a seven messenger. There was coming. One that was going to restore the word back to its original place, and we are living in that time, and the people that are to receive the word is no one else but the pride of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. See, six pages had gone away, but there was an angel messenger that was to restore the word back, and as a matter of fact, David saw it, and he started to praise the Lord. David saw it, and he started to shout, that kind of remembers me of a man who's in the book of Revelation called John, who's a type of nothing else, but a bride. Oh, hallelujah, see, the only thing that John saw was that the Lamb took the book, book was not even yet open, but John started to rejoice. John started to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, when David started to dance, the word, the ark, had not yet even entered the tent. But he started to rejoice. He started to praise the Lord. See, John started to rejoice, even the book was not yet open, but he started to rejoice because he knew at a time that the book is open, my name is gonna be written in there. At a time that the book is open, every redemptive blessing that's been stolen away from me, I can take it back. Amen. And he started to praise the Lord. And he started to rejoice. But you see, there was a lady that was supposed that was supposed to be his wife. Yeah. See, he was she was supposed to be his wife. See, she was supposed to support him in every decision that he made. But the moment that he saw David a dancing, when he saw David a shouting, because I believe David lost it, and he had a reason to lose it. amen, and here was Michal looking through a window, and here are the denominations looking through a window, and they have poisoned the believer. They have poisoned the message of the world. Why? They were supposed to be the wife, but what did they do when they saw the word? They started to poison. And as a matter of fact, Michal remained barren, and that's what the denomination has become barren. They see they cannot produce the word seed anymore. But David. Kept on rejoicing and praising the Lord. You see, David was a king. And see, a king was supposed to behave himself. And you know, a king was supposed to, you you know, to keep himself and act in a certain way. But this time... David just couldn't hold him, because David knew that there was another king that was coming in. There was another can that was greater than him that was coming in. There was another can that was coming in with victory. There was another can that was coming in with healing. There was another can that was coming in with deliverance. And so, he started to rejoice, and he started to praise the Lord, and here we are as the bride of Christ, at the end of the seventh church age, living in the bride age, where the word has now come into a people, amen, where the word has come to its original resting place. And she is waiting for nothing else but a part of change. That's why we are saying tonight that we are on a march. We are on a victor's march. Amen. Because the word has come back to its place. The word has been made manifest in the people. The word has been made manifested in the bride. And it is looking. And it is waiting. And it is wanting to express itself. I think it's time for us to realize that God is wanting to move more than we are willing for him to move. If only we can let go a little bit more. If only we can surrender a little bit more. Amen. I believe that we're living in a time, if there is a people, the heart will be happy and ought will be rejoicing as us. See, if John rejoices in the book, what ought we to do that we've received him? See, we ought not to be scared of Satan. We ought not to be scared about rejoicing and praising the Lord. Realize one time that David was a can. See, David had his own ways. See, he he had his own set ways. But when he saw something supernatural happening, when he saw God coming on the scene, I tell you, he forgot his own ways. He forgot his own traditions. He forgot all what the word and the law said about the way it ought to behave itself. And we may have our own traditions from our birth, of the way we are born and of the way we're done. But friends, when the word comes in, there is something that happens. When the word comes in, I tell you, you cannot, all stay the same. Amen. You might as well start putting on your joy shoes again tonight. Amen. You might as well start it because the word has done come. Amen. The word has done come to dwell on the people. See, God wants you to know that the same God of Malachi 4 is living in you. Amen. It is not a different God. It is that same God that is living in here. See, the same God who created the heavens and the earth is living in you. See, there is no change. See, you have become the creative power of God. You have become the one that was supposed to speak the word. You have become the last voice in this last age. There is no one else who's got the power to speak the word and wait and see it manifest than the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can speak whatever you need into existence. You can speak your freedom into existence. You can speak your liberty into existence. You can speak your healing into existence. You can speak your job into existence. It is the same God. Amen. Well, some of us may say, well, you see, it is not really real to me. But you see, when those people were told to go and start digging, see, when they were given the word to go start digging, see, it wasn't real to them. But when they started to dig, when they started to dig, something started to happen. See, those ditches started becoming full. And you see, if it's not real, you start taking in the word. You start taking in prayer, amen. You just keep on taking and you will see that it will become a reality to you. Amen. 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 Because there is only one place that we can find joy. And that is in the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is only one place that we can find faith. And that's in the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is only one place that we can find deliverance. And that is in the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You see, when they got to Jericho, when they they crossed over to Jordan, and you see they got over to the other side, you see, the the, the Lord has given a commission to to Joshua And you see, he told Joshua to say, you tell the people to sanctify themselves, and you know, they are crossed over, and he told them now, as you've got to this place, and you have to take the land, you you are going to be marching around, you know, the walls of Jericho, you know, seven times, and on the seventh day, you're going to march around it seven more times, and then you are going to sound a trumpet. Now surely if, if you and I was there and let's be really humans, you know, you're looking at these thick walls and you're listening to the commission that has been given, you might have thought to yourself, how is this possible? How is this naturally possible that we're just going to march around these walls and they're going to fall down? I mean, have you seen how thick those walls are? You see, they're running chariots on top of the walls. And Joshua, you're telling us that all we have to do is to go around and match this wall. Now, all prepare in mind that Joshua is a type of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you see, sometimes he can tell you things that does not make sense do you. But you see, that's the way God works. He takes the fullest things to make things that are mighty. Amen. Amen. And surely, you know, as they were told, you know, perhaps it wasn't real to them either. When they were told that, you know, they have to just go and march around these walls. But you see, each day as they were marching around, you know, it started becoming real to them. It was like a fate was rising up in them, and each day they would go and march around it. But it was just becoming a reality to them. And it came to the seventh day, and on the seventh day, they went to marching around it. And you see, they have had the word that on the seventh day, they're going to march around it. And after they've marched around it seven times, and they're going to sound that trumpet, the walls are going to fall down. So, you see, on that seventh day, they went to marching with an expectation. On that seventh day, that went to march and looking for the miraculous to happen. And I believe that we're living in a time that we ought to be looking for the miraculous to happen. I believe we're living in a time that we ought to be living under expectation. We ought to be looking and waiting because there is a great miracle that is going to happen. The one that the world has never seen before. And that is a change of a body. There is a march that is going on. And one of these days, some, we are going to take another step. One of these days they are not gonna see us anymore. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And on that seventh day they went to marching. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. They went to marching looking for the victory to come. Amen. Amen. Brother Branham said on Victory Day, Sierra Vista, 1963. He said he put the word first. Amen. Amen. And what happened? The ark went down first to the water. Amen. When it did, the sea opened up the river, rather, they crossed over. He said then, then what's he going to do after he gets over there? What's the next thing is going to take place? when he gets over there on the other side. Then he finds out they are all walled in because of the fear of him when he comes over. See, they are going to the land and they get there and they see that they are all walled in. But you see, the people were walled in because they have heard of the testimony of the people that were coming to the land. And you see, the enemy will try to wall and in in your life because he knows the power that is in you. Amen. And that's what the enemy will do. And to some young people, he will wall in the Holy Ghost. And to some of us, he will wall in our healing. And he will wall in our freedom. And he will wall in our peace. And he will wall in our joy. But you see, the reason why he's doing that is because he's scared of the moment that you get your joy back. You see, he's scared of the moment that you get your healing back. You see, he's scared of the moment that you young person get the feeling of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And so what does he do? He's trying to wall everything in. Brother Branham continues to say, "What he met the chief captain on that day. Amen. He said he met the chief captain one day. And I believe that day can be tonight. That you can meet your chief captain. Amen. I don't know what the enemy has wanted in your life, but I can tell you there is a the chief captain in here. Amen. And he said, and he had another V day. He told him exactly what to do, and the walls of Jericho fell down. Amen. Amen. He said, How is it? How is he going to do it? He said, The natural man looking through the glass dare say, Now, here, you brought me over here, and here I am. Look at the opposition. Why? They are all on the inside with your slings. If we ever get close to that wall, woe unto us. They got rocks laid in there. And big slings. They got spears. They got bows. They got everything laying in there. And see, we're living in a world that are a lot of oppositions. You see, they are trying to take away, you know, the freedom of you just talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. There are laws that are governing us in our working places and, and in our schools that they may restrict you from speaking just the name of the Lord Jesus. You can't have the religious freedom that you had anymore, as we did some days ago. But you see, God's word cannot be stopped. See, there is nothing that can hinder the word of God. Amen. Regardless of how the devil try to hold things down and try to lock things down. See, the word and the seed of God is gonna come out. No matter where they are, they are gonna hear that word, Amen. And you know, he may say unto you, war unto you if you ever speak of the Lord. He may say, war unto you if you ever get the Holy Ghost. War unto you if you ever get your healing. War unto you for that. War unto you for the other time. But the commission that was given Joshua was, Joshua, you just go and march around those walls and they will fall down. Amen. It doesn't matter the opposition. It doesn't matter what they have. They may have a slingshot. They may have rocks. But there is only one person who has got a true rock. And that is the revelation of the word of the law. And you can use that to defeat that enemy. He said, well, see, Joshua put God first. He said, it isn't how you are going to get there. But that is up to God. Just keep moving on, follow the word. He said, March around seven days, and on the seventh day, march seven times, and on the last time around, sound the trumpet. Amen. And I believe that we are at the last time around. And I believe it is time to sound the trumpet. It is time to let the devil know where he belongs and the bride of Christ to take her position. Amen. Amen. And he said, They went and they went right straight up and looked at the tent. Yes, sir. God had a V day then. And I believe that tonight you can have your V Day. Do not you can start your victors march. Do not you can have your victory over whatever the enemy is taking away from you. See the God, the God of the bread is not a God of days. He's an ever-present God, and He's wanting to express Himself. I hope you can get that to know that He is wanting to use your lips. He is wanting to use your eyes. He's wanting to use your hands. He's wanting to use every bit of part that you have. He's wanting to use every part of the spiritual the realm that you of God. Amen. Hey, man. You see, when they got there at Jericho, see, before they got there, there was an angel that had gone before them. Amen. See, there was an angel that has gone before them that had already weakened the crimes. There was an angel that has gone before them that had already done the overcoming. See, there is a captain that has already gone before us, the Lord Jesus Christ. He has already done the overcoming. But may the word become a reality in us. May the word become a living reality in us. See, this captain has gone before us. He has torn down every stronghold of sin, he has torn down every stronghold of doubt, he has torn down every stronghold of fear. You can go and march around your walls. Amen. And the walls are bound to come down because he has already done the overcoming. See, all you have to do is you just start marching. Amen. You just start taking your place. Amen. See, Elijah. See, Elijah followed Elijah. See, and when Elijah left the sand. Elijah had a robe. And you see, when he had the robe, he dropped the robe down, and the robe fell on Elisha. And as the robe fell on Elijah, Brother Branham was speaking in the second hundred robe. And Elisha had this robe on him. And surely, Elijah could feel the power, Elijah could feel the anointing that was in the robe. But you see, just the robe was not enough. It was good to have the robe, but just the robe was not enough. It's good to have the message, but just the message is not enough. It's good to have the word, but just the word is not enough. And as I say that, I mean just the word on the letter of the pages of a book is not enough. But the word itself, it's enough. You see, in a second handed robe, Jeffersonville, 1956, Brother Brunham said, But when he came to the Jordan to face the critical world, he said, What did he cry? Where is the God of Elijah? See he had a robe with him, but when he got there, he just didn't smite the robe and just walk on, but he smiled and he called on the God of Elijah. See, it wasn't just the robe, but it was the God that was in Elijah. He is the one that made the robe to be powerful. See, Brother Branham was saying that it wasn't a holy mountain, but it was a God that was on a holy mountain. See, it is not a holy people, but it is a God that is in a holy people. Amen. 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 See, it wasn't the robe of Elijah that Donut. It It was the power of God of Elijah the Donut. And the thing the world needs this morning is the power of the God of Elijah. You might have spoken in tongues and shouted and run over the floor. But what we need is the power of God of Pentecost to produce the lives and the things that that was lived in the day in the apostolic hour. He said a second-handed robe was all right, but he needed a fresh call in his heart from God. Amen. He needed a fresh anointing from God. He wore a second-handed robe when he come to the river, but he needed a brand new first-handed call from God. And a first handed power from God to perform the miracle. Amen. See, we may have the message, but what we need is the God that has sent the message. And I want you to know that the God that has sent the message, He is here. Amen. He is not somewhere far away, He is right in you. He is the same God, the same God that created the squirrels. He is living in you. Perhaps tonight you're sitting in a place. I think it was Brother Dan that was saying it in the song service. That you might be born in a believer's home. You might be raised up in a believer's home and taught that you were a good boy and you never done wrong. But you see, the message has been handed down over and over and over, right from the way, from right from the start of Brother Branham. You see, it's been handed down to generations and generations and generations, but each generation needs the God of that message. Amen. And you might be born in a good home, but what you need is the God of this message. And it is is a God that is not only for an old fella. It is a God that is for even a young fella. Because he must be God in every generation. Amen. And that same God is here this evening. Amen. And I believe that tonight, you can start your victor's march. You can start your victor's march because he has won the victory. You can start a victor's march not because of something that we have done, but because of what he has already done for us. And that's the reason why we can go on this march. Amen. Because there is a prayer that is rising up. And I believe that it's not just rising up, but has risen up. And understanding at the standing of this time, getting ready to be taken away. And the same God that was in Elijah is the same God that wants to live in Elijah. The same God that was in Brother Branham is the same God that wants to live in you. It's the same God that wants to do the same works that he done before. Amen. All we have to do is go around these walls and sound a trumpet. Amen. Sound the trumpet off the word. Amen. May the musicians come. Sound the trumpet off the word. Take that word. Whatever it says, you believe it and act upon it. See, God is looking for someone who is going to take him at his word. And I want to ask you tonight, who in this building tonight or who is at home streaming tonight is ready to take God at his word? Who is ready to take a victor's march tonight? Who is ready to start marching around your walls? If you're ready, why don't you stand on your feet this evening? Because I believe that it's not just something that has been said in an intellectual way. I believe it is a God that is really wanting to express himself and his people. He's really wanting to have the full preeminence in you and I Amen, Amen. if only we will let him because on this march we are marching to a glorious city and no sun is gonna enter there. And if no sin is going to enter there, then that means on this earth you must believe in righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. And if it means that in this earth you will believe in righteousness, then that means there is a power that is in this world that is to be able to give you that righteous life. Yeah. And the power is in the world, in the Word, I mean. amen. He said, Nothing else can enter there but perfect love. And if he spoke about perfect love, then that means that there is a perfect love that can live in a people. Amen. And I believe that perfect love is wanting to penetrate itself in a people. See, Brother Branham says that the incentive to faith is love. See, if you have love for someone, then you have faith in them. Then you trust them. You take the example of a relationship. That if you love someone, then you have faith in them. You trust in them. You don't doubt them. You believe what they say because you love them. And you know that they love you back. And you know that they will never hurt you. And we know that the Lord loves us. But if we can love Him back... Amen. If we can have the same love towards them, then we can express that faith. Because see, God has faith in you. See, God put you in the most evil time because he's got faith in you. And he's got faith in you. Why? Because he loves you. And he's given you what it takes for you to overcome. Amen. Amen. If only you can let that word live on you. Let's sing that song is already done. See, the battle is over. You just have to go and march around those walls. Because the captain of the host of the law, he's done come and done the groundwork. He's placed you here because he has made you an overcomer. He's placed you here because he knows that you are gonna overcome. I tell you, friends, the better you realize, he didn't put Paul in this last age. He didn't put Elijah in this last age. He didn't put Arrhenius here. There were great kings. He could have put David in this age, but he didn't put David here. But he chose you and I to walk in this last age. It's the darkest, it's the most evil age. But he's got confidence in you. He's got faith in you. And he wants you to realize that he wants to be your God. If only you will let him be that God in you. He wants to be the can. He wants to rule and reign in you. You can stop digging tonight. If you find a can, dig it out. If you find a can of death, dig it out. If you find a log of unbelief, dig it out. Because the more you dig, the more water comes in. And the water is nothing but the Word of God. And we are living in an age that we are supposed to be the living image of the word, and the only way that the word can live itself is to be in a people. You can start digging, and when you start digging, and the words start to come in, you can walk your victor's march. And as you start walking that victor's march, one of these days, you're going to take one step. You're going to take one step. You won't believe it. It may look like a fairy tale. it may look something so far away, but friends, it's very close. The two dimensions are blending in. They're coming closer and closer. This whole year, we've seen nothing but God doing miracles over miracles over miracles. We've seen brain bleeders disappear. We've seen cancer disappear. To whom was the promise given that if the people will believe on you, not even cancer can stand before him? It was the prophet of this age. And though the Elijah is gone, But the rob has handed down, the rob has been handed down to a people, and it is you and I. But the rob did not come by itself, the rob came with a God that was in the rob. sing that, Brother Danny.
0: It's already done
1: it with all your heart.
0: It's already done.
1: many in here that have got loved ones that are outside but you see the seed cannot be lost and if god has got a people that he's coming for the bible said that he's not going to lose even one of them and you see the same god that brought you in in a time that you did not expect so you wasn't even waiting for or even looking for it an example is Brother Marshall said he was sitting in that Tim Hortons not looking to come to a messy church But the seed was in there Amen And the one thing that we ought to start doing is to start praising the Lord For bringing the man Is it your child you start praising the Lord for bringing the man because if the seed is in there Then that seed is already sealed there is no way they can go away from it. See, we are going to sing this verse that says that the family is already healed. He is sealed already. In the eyes of God, they are already His. They are going nowhere. In the eyes of God, they are already done redeemed. In the eyes of God, they've already come in. It is just waiting for the right time and the right season to see that manifested. Amen and all you have to do is start marching mom start marching daddy start marching because your son is coming home because your daughter is coming home she is already sealed you just start marching and start praising god for her start marching and start sounding your trumpet let the devil hear that you are coming for They might have been sealed in Like the walls of Jericho But I want you to know That when you start sounding the trumpet Them walls will fall down yeah. Sing it like you believe it tonight Sing it like you believe it And leave this building On the victor's march Lift this building Praising God for it Stop digging out the seed. Keep watering the seed. If you've planted the seed and you've committed it to God, let it lay down and water it by faith. Let's sing that as we invite Brother Moses to come. Amen.
0: My family is seed. My family is here. The battle is over, the victory is won. It's all So.